0: Log Talk Radio. If money is the root of
1: all evil, what is it? No one can seem to get enough of. that's precisely why no one can get enough of it. In this episode of Comic Crazy, we discuss how to use the law of stop compelling wealth and becoming next So grab a drink and a snack and settle in for 60 minutes of woo. I honestly believe that there's a lot of power in manifesting our life experience. What you think about, you bring about. It sounds kind of crazy. I'll be real honest. The law of attraction is a law of physics. It works whether you believe it's working or know it's working in your life or not. Oftentimes, and I think that this is what happens in our world a lot, is that people, instead of focusing on what they want in their life and what is going to make them happy in their life, they focus on the lack of what they want. They focus on the fact that they don't have what they want. The law of attraction, the law of deliberate creation, the law of allowing. I am that which I am, a changing thing indeed. And while I am that which I am, I am willing to allow all others to be that which they are. There is power in each of us, being who we are, sharing our authentic selves, even when we think we're going to get scrutinized, even when we think people might think we're crazy, this is where my hashtag Call Me Crazy came from, because I'm okay with that. What I live for is why I'm a broadcaster, my dreams, my passion. You're sprightly, so you have a great personality. <laughs> Somebody who has a spark is sprightly. That's the law of attraction. How can we love the world into a better place? And that sounds very woo-woo to a lot of folks. And the law of allowing is this idea that my allowing you to be who you are in no way prevents me from being who I am. And the reason that that works is because of the law of attraction. I get that there are going to be people who are like, what in the world are you talking about? You have lost your damn mind. And that's totally okay. was really kind of the original um, source of the idea for um, our show. And so um, we have talked about the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the law of attraction in relationships, mm-hmm. the law of attraction in health. Tonight we're going to talk about the law of attraction in wealth. Money. Um, money, 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 money. Who doesn't love money? Um And next week, we're going to be talking about the law of attraction and kind of our calling, like living your dream life, um, doing what's important to you. And then we're really excited because next week, actually, next week will be a pre-recorded show as well because Mm -hmm. on Friday night, we're going to be going to have a gong immersion sound therapy experience. So, um, and I know this is something I've done before, but. Oh, I've is never
2: done be, it. am yeah, super made, excited.
1: New for Kristen. So for those of you who aren't familiar, um, we've talked on a couple of shows. I think we may have talked about it when we talked about health last week, mm-hmm. about how um, there's certain vibrations. Every, we're, all, we're all energy. Mm-hmm. and Everything has a vibra- vibration. And so there's like a frequency, right? And so music can be attuned to a particular frequency that literally heals cells in the body. I think a lot of people know that. I do know
2: that. <laughs> I know. And it sounds very woo-woo. It
1: sounds super woo-woo. Like I could just listen to some music and get better. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so we're super excited. So that's going to be next week um, at, if you're in the Detroit area, mm-hmm. it's going to, the event is um, going to be at 359 Degree Yoga in Wyandotte. Um, and so it's um, Friday night from 7 to 9, um, and you can go to their website. It's 359yoga.com. Um, or you can check out their Facebook page and find the event there as well. You can also watch actually share the event on our page, too, in case people mm-hmm. are interested in checking that out. Um, but so basically what's going to be happening is um, we go in and we lay um, on a yoga mat, just kind of relax. You can sit up, you can lay down, whatever's comfortable. But basically it's like a sound bath. Essentially. So there's different gongs and they are usually attuned to like different chakras or those kinds of things. And this one is about the galaxy of the heart. It's about opening up the heart chakra, which is really cool because the heart chakra is kind of, it's supposed to be about like connecting you with your purpose and and listening to your heart center. So it's going to be really, really exciting. What was the one that you went to already? Um, oh gosh. I didn't I didn't know you were gonna ask me. <laughs> was gonna it ask was in there. I didn't in, know you had already been to one. It was in January and I can't remember I can't remember was that at the yoga studio. As well. Yes, it was oh, at the okay. yoga studio. Yeah, but it was focused. It was it was it was a different focus. Um okay. So I don't I don't remember, but I remember. I feel like the gongs were tuned. There were four gongs. There's these huge. I mean, they're huge gongs. And you know me, I gotta have like the major experience there. So I literally I laid like as close to the gong. <laughs> and it's a big room, you know. So you just you know the mats are kind of laid around the room. Like you, you played
2: as close to that speaker. As you could. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was, like, right there. <laughs> right like, there. I'm like, going to be, gong I want to feel there. the gong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You but wanted press... to be the first that, that heard this yes. the sound wave. Yes. yes, but now I had never been to a gong one before that was the first time. Okay. Ethan and I had gone before to a singing bowl. Um, That's cool. Uh, that a, next, a singing, singing bowl bath. And that was incredible. It's a different experience in that the, the feeling's different. Like, I mean, like, with the... In both situations, you feel the vibration through your body. But the feeling that you walked away with was different? Um, not necessarily that, but the sound is different. Okay. Oh, because it's a gong, and, and the gongs are brass. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Now, there are brass singing bowls, but the, the, the singing bowl bath that we went to, they had crystal singing bowls. Oh. Are not, I, I lied. The sound was, they're not crystal, they're quartz oh okay so, yeah so the sound was different okay. and so this one i remember when i we went in january there was a one point like at one point it almost was a little intense and you feel different things like sometimes you see things like you know like you might see colors or get emotional? some people do oh yeah man. some people cool. might get emotional yes but and especially I mean, since this is the heart chakra yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so okay. it really and he'll talk about that okay. um before he starts he kind of explains it but i I don't know, we not have talked about this on the show, so I, I'll go quickly in case we're repeating. But um, one of the things he talked about at the first one that I went to was how a woman had gone to, um, like, a reservation and had this, yeah. this sound therapy for, like, five days, and she had some kind of disease that got exponentially better, and her doctor suggested she go live there. <laughs> yeah. yeah <I> <laughs> so, so yeah, but it can have different impacts different feeling, you know cause different emotions or different things to come up um but what I noticed that the last one is that there were times when it felt really really awesome and there were other times where I literally thought I was in like a space it sounded like a space monster or something you know like like the kind of noise it was, it made you think. Like I felt like I was in outer space or something. It was. It was oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it's it was really interesting. So I'm really excited about it. It'll be a good time, um, and we're really excited because we're going to go next Friday and have the experience of that, and then we are going to um, come on the next week and talk about it on our show, and we're going to interview. Christopher Davis, who is the person who will be playing the gong, and who does this gong therapy for a living, like he heals people and does sound therapy, so I'm really, really excited, he's really excited to come on the show and kind of talk about what he does and um, explain how it works, he'll be able to explain it way better than we just did, Right. (laughs) But, um, but but we'll be able to talk about, you know, what the experience was like, I'm excited to hear how it goes for you, you know what you think yeah. of it and how that feels and what happens. For super you. excited for the experience. I've never really even
2: heard of something like this, let alone participate in it. So I'm super excited to go and just gain the experience and then be able to speak about it. Yeah, and you know, and have the
1: you know interview Christopher Davis. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And the this um, right now, um, she's actually done these uh, Gong immersion sound therapy events uh, the past. Three months in a row. This is the fourth mm-hmm. one, I think. Um, so the plan is to have one at the end of every month, like the last Friday of the month. At the yoga month. studio? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, again, if people are in the Detroit area and are interested in checking it out. And then I'm sure when he's on the show, um, he'll talk a little bit about He has a studio where he does them several times a week um, so people can go and experience that. So. wiggle. Cool. So, yeah. So we'll be diving into some more topics of woo woo things and we'll be starting with sound therapy and the gong immersion experience so that's exciting mm-hmm. um so again um we are going to tonight talk about the law of attraction in wealth money 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 right because mm-hmm. we talk about how the law of attraction. Um, use the tra- law of attraction to manifest our reality. And so quickly, as we have been doing with each show, I'm going to really quickly recap what the law of attraction is and very, very quickly how it works so that if anybody is tuning in for the first time or maybe is not familiar with the law of attraction, you can kind of get the nutshell version and you can always go Google that stuff. Um, so the law of attraction essentially states that energy attracts like energy, right? Things that are like You know, birds of a feather flock together. Um, What you think about, you bring about. Yes, what you think about, you bring about. Because the idea is that, again, we're all energy and things of, like, energy are attracted to one another. And so um, that's, that's the most powerful law of the universe. It's working whether you realize it or believe that it's working or not. Um, You can really look around in your life and see evidence that it's working once you're aware of it, right? Mm -hmm. We always talk about how it was happening in our life. Like the whole time, but we had no idea what it was or how it was working until we learned about it. And now that we understand what it is, now we deliberately, yeah, we can use it deliberately, which leads me to Mm -hmm. the law of deliberate creation. So the law of deliberate creation is actually technically the law of creation. But because so so many of us are creating by default, meaning the law of attraction is happening in our lives and bringing us the things in our lives that we're getting, even though we don't know what we're getting, that we're we're just creating by default. So the law of deliberate creation is um, intentionally attracting things and manifesting things into our lived experience. And so the formula for the law of creation is ask and believe and you'll receive it. So ask, believe, receive, or desire plus expectation equals manifestation. So there's kind of this balance of, um, you know, asking or desiring or wanting for something and then believing and expecting and looking for it in your life. And when you can balance that equation, then you end up with whatever it is that you're manifesting. The other way to manifest is you can have
2: a whole lot
1: of want or desire for something. And even if you don't have a whole lot of belief, if the desire is intense enough, you can a lot of times still manifest that. So um, uh, an example of that that is used that abraham hicks talks about is like if a you know the the mother whose child Mm -hmm. is stuck under the car right and she never would expect she'd be able to lift the car off the hover child but the desire is so strong that she's able to lift it up and save her child so that's one example of wanting you know intensely and being able to manifest something on the flip side of that you may have there may be things in your life that you don't want but you expect And the expecting and the the believing and and expecting that it's going to happen to you is enough to attract it into your life. And, again, again, the example of that, which we talked a lot about in detail last week, was health Mm -hmm. or illness, rather. So you certainly don't want to get sick. You don't want to be diagnosed with cancer. But we sometimes expect that that might happen because maybe you have a relative who passed away, like my dad, passed 38 of cancer. And so, you know, you're told by medical Positions that you know to watch for that, right? It's in your, it's in your genes. It's hereditary. You got to be checked, blah blah, blah. So it's I, I mean, I definitely don't want that, but I might start to believe it. that because my dad died so young, I'm bound, I'm, I'm bound to end up with cancer. So in that case, that's an example again where you can manifest something in your life even though you don't want it, because essentially what the law of attraction does is it brings, like it brings, it, you get what you want, you get what you think about whether you want it or not right it is essentially about your thoughts and that's really your thoughts and your feelings but that's really important especially tonight to think about to know that it's about like you have control of how you think about something because we're going to talk later about um about that in terms of the role it plays in manifesting money so um the third law of the universe is the law of allowing and so the law of allowing is the idea of you know you ask for something you kind of let it go of it and, and just expect that it will show up in your life but it does also this idea of my allowing you to be who you are in no way prevents me from being who i am so um you know we live in a world where people think that and we're going to work again we're going to talk some more about this as we get into money but people think that there's it's not an abundant universe right? But mm-hmm. the case is there, it really is an abundant universe. Mm-hmm. But we live in a world where people think, you know, you have to be wrong for me to be right, oh, right? Yeah. Um, if, you know, there's not enough money. So, you know, if I give my, if, if, if this person gets money, then I can't get the money. And like, so the idea is like, rather than allowing people to be where they're at, we kind of want to try to control one another. Mm-hmm. And so the law of allowing is this idea of, We all, through the law of attraction, have the um, autonomy to create our own lived experience. And so when someone manifests something in their life they don't want, a true allower is someone who can let them experience the thing that they've manifested because they've manifested it. Without trying right? to fix it. Without trying to fix it or trying to, right, exactly, trying to fix it or trying to tell you, no, you can't live your life that way because it's wrong, right? Like trying to because I'm not living my
2: life that way. yeah You should live your life the way I'm living my yes, life. Yes,
1: it's not good for you. You see people who are doing things that you know don't work in their life, um, and we want to tell them, right? We want to tell them, no, you're doing it wrong, or you shouldn't do that, or, you know, give them advice. We want to help them fix it. But truly, the law of allowing is about recognizing If if this were me and you and I'm observing that you're making what I consider to be wrong decisions, first of all, I wouldn't even acknowledge them as wrong decisions because I would see them as your decisions. Mm -hmm. Like they're neither good nor bad. They're the decisions you've made. And then allowing you to have whatever experiences happen as a result of the decisions you made and to not feel badly about those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do talk about, you know, how you can help people who are struggling, if they say, if they are struggling and they want help, there are ways to help them, but it's, again, not by telling them what to do, but rather by living your life as an example. example. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a big nutshell, sorry. (laughs) It's so hard to kind of, like, nutshell that, but that's a big nutshell about the law of attraction, law of deliberate creation, the law of allowing. So tonight... Um, like I said, we've talked about the law or we've talked about love allowing, I mean the law of attraction in relationships and we've talked about the law of attraction and health, um, how to create, you know, loving, lasting relationships, how to create a healthy, you know, set um, healthy intentions for yourself. Yeah, set that healthy forward. intentions, right. And um, you know, heal um, illness and dis ease through the law of attraction, all of that. And so tonight we're gonna talk about because How get more of it. I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody who thinks that they have enough money. Right? Like eh, maybe that's not a fair statement. Maybe there are people who think they have enough, but I'm not sure that I know of anyone who wouldn't like more, of course, right? Yeah. Who doesn't like more money? Who doesn't yes, yes, but so there's some security in having money. So so there's a lot of things to talk about around the law of attraction and money. Um, some of them are very similar to some of the things we've talked about in the past, right? When you think about the law of attraction, mindset is a huge thing, right? If you, what you, your, your thoughts, your words, and your actions are all creative and they all manifest things in your life. So if your thought process is constantly, I don't have enough money or I'm never going to have enough money. I can never afford it. I can't afford it. Right. Like, it's not, it's not, the extra money's just not worth yes. it. Yes. So when you say those things, or even just think them, you don't say them out loud maybe, right? Because sometimes we just internalize and we worry, right? We worry. In fact, we might out loud say everything's going to be okay. But, but in pain. our mind and in our body, we're feel. scared, right? We have fear worried. and we are worried. And that goes back to what you are saying. About, about, about not having enough. Yes. And that goes back to what you were saying about how you feel. Because although our thoughts and our and our words are creative, Essentially, there's something that in the, in the book, Conversations with God, which we've res- referenced a couple times on the show, too, they talk about what they call a sponsoring thought. And basically what that means, it gives us this idea of, like, you can't fool the universe. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't say, oh, everything's going to be fine, but in your body – there's still this fear of like i don't know if everything's gonna be fine i hope everything's gonna be fine like maybe you're saying out loud everything's gonna be fine everything's gonna be fine but in your brain and in your body you're saying i hope everything's gonna be fine that's Mm -hmm. different right so when you're saying everything's gonna be fine that's an affirmation that's stepping more into faith and believing that everything's gonna be okay but when you're saying i hope everything's gonna be okay that's a place of fear right? That's rooted you in, keep hoping. that's rooted in uncertainty and, and wishful thinking. And um, yeah, so it's important, it's important to understand the law of attraction brings you what you put out. And so if you're feeling that way, which so many people in the world are, right? Like so many people have anxiety about money because we have so much debt, right? We have so many bills. We have you know, so many people who don't have enough money, um, and so that's a, that's a key key piece. Is if you can be conscious and like present to how you really feel about money, that's probably going to be like your number one game changer. Game changer, yeah, yeah. And you know, we've talked about this a little bit. I think I, I know I've told the story, but not maybe not in my context. But I know for me. It has caused me, like, there there has been times, I think it was in the, we were talking about it in the context of woo-woo, but this is really in the context of money and changing my feeling about money. Mm-hmm. So for me, personally, I am a person who grew up, you know, in a household where we had enough. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember ever being in a situation okay. where we didn't have the, you know, we had the power turned off or, like, you know, any kind of bills turned off because we didn't pay the bills. Like, I know, you know, we didn't have extra, right? Like we didn't have necessarily like all of the brand name clothes or like all of the, you know, electronics or whatever. But I never, I don't remember ever as a kid growing up feeling like we don't have enough or like a lot without. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, and then as an adult, um, you know, I think I kind of, I, I know I did inherit some ideas about money that were not serving me. Um, and fortunately, I had relationships that pointed that out to me and I was able to change the way that I thought about money um, a little bit. But ultimately I lived paycheck to paycheck my whole life, really. I mean, and I work in the higher ed. I have a master's degree. Like it's not, you know what I mean? It's not. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, And so, and that's the thing. I mean, you'll see, this is kind of getting on a tangent, so I won't go too far, but you know, you'll see there are lots of people who have doctorates who are faculty members who are, you know, scraping and living on, like, as little as possible because the, the payment's not there. Like, there's this idea that you have an education. If you get an education, you'll make a lot of money. And while some people who do get an education do make a lot of money, there's also lots of people with secondary degrees that don't make a lot of money mm-hmm. or terminal degrees. So, anyway, my point is that I, I lived paycheck to paycheck for a long time, but I also was very content in my work, right? Like, I loved my passion. Yes,
2: I was doing the money, the abundance and the overabundance. You weren't really focused on that well at the end of the day you're practicing your passion it wasn't that i wasn't focused on it it
1: was that i i perceived that experience as abundance
2: so that that's where about, your wealth came in yes that you I weren't, weren't wealth, focused on the wealth being money
1: you were focused on the wealth
2: that you were wealthy and you had were having the opportunity and living your lived experience by practicing the
1: passion and that is where your abundance of wealth came yes, in yes that is my quality my quality of life was abundant like it just it never bothered me that I didn't have, and here's the thing. It never bothered me that I didn't have extra money in my savings because I was always taken care of. Mm -hmm. Now I didn't consciously know I was always taken care of because I didn't know anything about any of this. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know anything about the law of attraction, but in hindsight, you know, they tell you, you should have, you know, $10,000 $10,000 in your savings account. Oh, what yeah. They say, right, right. Now, as a single person, maybe it's not as much, but still, you should have something set aside. Like, yeah. I was living in a situation where, if heaven forbid, something had gone wrong with my car oh, or yeah. I had some sort of emergency expense, I would have to put that on a credit card, yep. which I did Me a too. lot of times, right? So, but my, my point being that um, I live paycheck to paycheck, and, but I. I depended upon myself, right? Like I always made it work one way or another. It meant that this bill had to wait till the next day to get paid. Okay. You know, whatever. It's going to be late. It's good. but it worked. It always worked out. Yeah. And so it wasn't until, um, I moved and you know, I left higher ed, um, a full-time salaried position to start my own business. And, you know, it's, in my mind, like, it makes sense, like, oh, yeah, that means I'm not going to have some money until I start to make some money, <laughs> right? Like, it totally makes sense, like, yeah, you know, and, and the mm-hmm. expectation was that my husband it was going to be the, you know, the primary um, provider until I got the business going. But, man, did it totally mess with me. Like, you know, we've had this conversation many times because I was in this place of, I don't know what I was at. I don't know what the feeling came. Like, it, it, it kind of unearthed all of these anxieties and, like, insecurities about my, my self-worth, right? Like, I felt like I wasn't worthy because I wasn't providing for us. I wasn't and, – and I've let that sidetrack side me for years, right? But my point is that – sorry, I'm really roundabout about this. But my point is that it took me getting to a, a place just a couple months ago of – desperation of like realizing okay something's got to give like you got to take some action something's got to give I was in a situation where I had to figure some things out and this feeling that I've always had about money has been ongoing for since I moved home a couple of years ago right Ethan and I had conversation after conversation he is such a he's in such a different place about money and about you know the faith and walking in faith and knowing that everything was okay and I had this constant fear and anxiety I was
2: there a year ago Um, I started the new position at my job, but I knew that the harder I worked as far as, like, pushing sales and growing into it, that the opportunity was there. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of just had to, like, let go and let faith and let go and let God. And, I mean, just, just from last month to this month, I brought home almost $600 more. Right. And you've been focusing a lot on setting your intentions. Yeah, that has helped. Really I meditated about it. Yeah. I did the prosperity game, and I go into every day just knowing that it's going to be there yeah. rather than focusing on yeah. it's not going to be there, and that has helped me tremendously. So I get it because I was there. Even even my fiance was like, "You are comp- like your yeah. thoughts on money are completely different yeah. than a year ago and when we first met." Yeah. And so I explained to her what I just said and. She even, like, her head spins. Like, yeah. I can't even believe this because when we first met, everything so was 50, 50 yeah. and, and I'm just like, it's not like that anymore.
1: Like, we're okay. saving for our wedding. We yeah. have intentions. And yeah. we're just going to get it done. Yeah. Well, and that, that brings me back to the point of, like, for me, it was a moment of I literally had, like, a, a moment where I felt like the divine was like, yes, Jennifer, just keep you're fine. You're gonna be fine. Like it was literally a message in my ear of just keep taking steps, just keep putting one foot in for the next, and everything's gonna be fine. And for whatever reason, it took that experience to shift everything for me. And and I, I've I've shared this with you before that there was this feeling of relief that fell over my it like washed over my whole body, like it mm-hmm. just. Um, and and you know, again, I just think that while I while I have known in my brain that I'm gonna be taken care of and that it's all gonna work out that experience of being in a dire situation where i was like holy crap i've got to work, Did it all work out, out for you? it is totally working out, you know <laughs> but that's my point though is that sometimes we get so caught up in the fear and it might take getting to a point of like oh shit to where to before you can hear that voice and you can take that action and since then i have not experienced the panic the fear the worry any of that about money it's like from that, I, That is a marked day. Like, I can tell you the very moment when it shifted for me. And so you, it shifted for you. It caused you to shift your focus. And because of that, it has been on the up and up ever since. Ever since, yes. Like, everything just keeps working out. I mean, you know, we're working it out, and things are, you know, we're on a budget. Like, we're, we're, mm-hmm. what we're taking, we're, the difference is we're taking intentional steps to move in a different direction. And when I do that, the whole world is opening up. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, so, yeah, it's just really, really important to be aware and present of how you're feeling because that feeling you have about money or anything else you're trying to manifest, that feeling you have in your body is your transmitter. And that's the signal you're putting out to the universe. And the universe is returning all of that to you in lots of different ways. Like, Mm -hmm. it's manifesting that feeling in everything around you. So if your life is all jacked up and everything is kind of, like, you know, nothing's going right, and that's the thing. Well, part of it is that you're thinking nothing's going right. Yep. And you need to check in with your emotions. And yep. some of that is going internally. Meditation is great to disconnect from the, the physical world so that you can really envision how you want your life to be because one of the things they talk about in the Law of Attraction is that if you cannot see beyond this moment of what you want, then you're going to p- continue to perpetuate what you have in this moment. If all you can see is what you're currently at, your current situation, if that's all you can see and all you can focus on, that's what you're going to continue to manifest is your current situation. You mm-hmm. have to be able to see beyond where you're at now. And really that's why the, the prosperity game that we talked about, about thinking about how would you spend, uh, you know, the money that you get. I have a story on
2: that. So I was telling Linda last night, I think that's probably the biggest relief in the last year is i mean i can remember even six months ago two year ago i would be driving home and just like an emotional place of what would i do with an extra thousand dollars like how do you even know what to do like it seems so unattainable and i just i didn't even know and then doing that through doing the prosperity game i set a lot of like goals and intentions mm-hmm. and now that that extra thousand dollars is there i know right where it's going uh-huh. and that's that just pulled at the heartstrings. Yeah. Because it's like A river. it was there and B because years ago I would work sixty hours a week, you know, six days a week and make all this extra money and then three weeks later my car would break down and I didn't have that money to fix it. Yeah. yeah. And I just I was so disappointed in myself. Uh-huh. And now through doing the prosperity game and setting my intentions and I know I just know we're going to pay for this wedding mm-hmm. and I know where it's going to go. And I know a timeline. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's great that the money is there, but I think if you don't really have the intentions, then you end up blowing the money and then
1: yes. you don't see it being there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, you have to have a vision for it, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so so sorry. So relationship with money is um, mm-hmm. a big one, and like that, that feeling that you have about money, um, reciprocity of generous giving. One of the things that I read about, I think it was in Asking Is Given, which is Learning to Manifest Your Desires by Esther and Jerry Hicks. I think they talk in that book about the idea of um, – like what you put out in the universe is returned to you. Mm -hmm. So that applies to money as well. So when you give generously, that that generosity is going to come back to you. Now, it may not come back in the form of dollars, right? Like it may come back to you in the form of kindness or, you know, favors or, you know, acts of service or whatever. But the point is that the energy that you're putting out, that energy will come back to you. So they talk about the importance of whether, you know, whether it's giving money to a stranger on the street or whether it's paying your bills with a, a sense of gratitude Thank as opposed to like, man, I've got to pay my flipping bills again and I'm not have any money, you know. Um, but that, that, energy, that energy that you put into it and really being grateful that you're able to pay the bills and um, that, that that will help to attract more abundance to you. Um, And then we talked about faith and trusting that it'll show up, just believing that it's going to show up and really kind of being detached from the outcome, which, which goes back to the faith piece. If you, if you trust and understand how the universe works, then you don't have to worry and be attached to when is it going to come? Because when you get attached and worry about when is it going to come, you're focusing on the lack instead of on the abundance. So it's really, really important to set the intention to put it out there and really wholeheartedly trust that, the universe is bringing you exactly what you need. So those are some of the the common things we talked about, the law of attraction, uh, with regard to relationships, health, and now money. But there were a couple of things that we we came upon when we were planning this show that I think that I'd really like to get into because they're really interesting to me Mm -hmm. um, in that there are things that I never thought of. So if you've listened to the show before, maybe you've heard me mention the book Conversations with God by um, Neil Donald Walsh. Um, this book I just read within the last year. I think I read it starting back in October mm-hmm. is when I read it. And this book has, like, changed my life, <laughs> right? Like, I,
2: I read book one as well. I've read it twice already. Okay.
1: And for those people who have been doing this woo-woo stuff forever, it's so funny because I don't know if I told you this, but when I, I was telling someone about this book and I was like, oh, my gosh, a, have you read this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I read it, like, 1997. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little late to the game. I'm a little late to the game. I get it. It's a 20-year-old book. Actually, it's probably, yeah, it's about 20 years old. Um, but anyway, so if you're all if you're familiar with woo-woo and you're tuning in, you might be chuckling because you're like, oh, they're just discovering Conversations with God. But that's why we're doing the show, though, mm-hmm. is because so many people in our circles anyway have not read this book, don't know anything about this thing. So we wanted to be talking about this and finding a way to kind of talk about woo-woo subjects. So anyway, if you're not familiar with the book Conversations with God, um it is there are actually three books and the first one is the only one that i've read all the way through so far. yeah you need to hurry up with book two and three so i can get I know. you're gonna have to get your own because you know i'm making notes in the margins but oh I'm like, all right i'll get my own. so but um so yeah so i've read this book twice And the whole premise is that the author um, sits down one day because he's frustrated with life, as many of us get sometimes, and he was a writer. Like, he writes, and and he had a tendency, he said, sometimes to write letters, right? And sometimes we've done that, right? If you're having an issue with somebody and you're, like, really want to get something off your chest, you might write a letter to them. You might not send it, but, you know, whatever. So he sat down one day and started writing to God and, like, asking all the hard questions, like, he's fed up, he's at the end of his rope, like, when is my life going to get better? Am I always going to have to scrape for, you know, money? All of, all of these questions that everybody asks, and, like, why does life suck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's writing and just kind of getting it off his chest and venting, and he describes in the introduction when you read it about how he, you know, kind of finished writing, and then no sooner did he finish writing it, he kind of laid his pen down, and he heard a response. It was just, like, this compelled, and I kind of get what he's talking about, in terms of like that experience that I was telling you about when I was in my yes. mind, it was like, I was having a conversation with God, even though it wasn't loud. And it was like, it felt like the divine replied to mm-hmm. me like, yes, Jennifer, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. You're I, it literally sounded like not audible, but that every time I tell that story, that's exactly how it sounds. It's like, those were the words I heard even though it wasn't audible. So anyway, this whole book yes. is that experience with God.
2: And in chapter 11, which is interesting enough,
1: Chapter 11. Chapter 11. I know. Chapter 11, um, he asks specifically um, kind of about money. Um, and he says, Why can't I ever seem to attract enough money in my life? Am I destined to be forever scrimping and scra- scraping? What is blocking me from realizing my full potential regarding money? So that's the question he asks to God. And God brings a couple of different things up that are really interesting. And that is kind of. Um, you know why we want to talk about you hear people talk about how money is the root of all evil mm-hmm. right like people say that all the time and a lot of it he gets at a lot of this so he says god's reply to him is that you carry a thought that money is bad and you also carry a thought around that god is good therefore in your thought system god and money do not mix
0: mm-hmm.
1: now if you stop right there because there's more but if you stop there think about how well how religious our society is, right? Like, if you think about people who really strongly identify um, as Christian or even any other, because God is in all religions, mm-hmm. but specifically in our country, people are like crazy about Christianity, right? So, conflict, right? He says this makes things interesting because then this makes it difficult for you to take money for anything good, right? Because if, money is evil. if we think money's evil, if we think money's bad. And he goes on to talk about, God talks about, you know, how that manifests in the world like if you think about it um he says you know your teachers um your teachers make a pittance and your strip teachers and fortune yeah right like and you know your leaders make so little compared to sports figures that they feel that they have to steal to make up the difference and your priests and your rabbis live on bread and water while you throw coins at entertainers Mm -hmm. like if you think about that and this was really interesting the first time i read it because i'm like you know that makes a lot of sense because it's almost like you feel like 'cause they also talk about priests like, you know, or um you know, pastors or preachers, like they better not make them a lot of money. If they do they better not let people know about it because, you know and the idea is like it seems like we think that people shouldn't get paid because those kinds of things seem like things that are the right thing to do, mm-hmm. right? It's the right thing to teach our kids and to be nurturing to our kids. It's the right thing to be a preacher and to share, like, the, that you're doing It's the right thing to like do. It's the noble thing to do. That yes. You should do it without receiving yes. money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't make a million dollars doing that because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Right. It's the religious thing to do. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was really, really interesting. The first time I read, it. I'm like, that's true. Like you think, and, and it, and it impacts us as people, I think, because it gets at like this sense of ethics, right? This idea of like, if somebody, especially for people who are entrepreneurs, I think maybe that's why it struck me. Like, cause I've been trying to build this business and one of the biggest, challenges you'll hear entrepreneurs talk about is like pricing themselves, right? Cause mm-hmm. you feel like you're selling you and not like a product, you know, especially if you're like, I do speaking and, and those kinds of things. So you really, I really am selling me not, you know, um, clothes or, you know, mm-hmm. crafts or whatever. So, it was really interesting because it kind of is, that is, that does make sense because it feels like, well, I'm doing this work because I love this work and I'm doing this work because it's the right, it it does feel like the right thing to do. Like I'm educating educating people about gender and sexuality. And so there is this feeling of like unworthiness in terms of how much to ask for that. So that was really interesting. Um, And you know the other thing is that um, you know he says that remember thoughts are creative. So if you think money is bad yet think yourself good, well you can see the conflict. Okay. If you think money is bad and you think yourself is good, then they don't match. How
2: should why would I get money for doing anything good? Right. Exactly. Or I'm
1: a good person,
2: but yet money doesn't come to me. Why doesn't it come to me? And right. Not? But
1: then what are your what are your thoughts about money? right? Exactly. So um. So yeah, it's just really, really fascinating. And then, and then going back to the law of attraction, if you think money is the root of all evil, and you think badly about it, then you're not. How are you supposed to attract more? Exactly. How are you going to attract it if you if your feelings are about money are that of frustration and scarcity and you know all of that? Then you're not going to attract um, you know more. You're, you're not going to attract more money, um, and so. So there's that, too. And, 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 and God, in this book, Conversations with God, God also talks about the, 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 roots, the first root thought is that you, um, you have this conflict, that you they think money is bad and you think yourself or, is good. And so those things don't really go together. But the second root thought is what we kind of touched on a little bit earlier is that there's not enough money, that there's not enough, that we live in this. We, they, people you never not, make enough. Yeah, there's not enough money. And he says you have this root thought about just about everything. And that's true. If you think there's not enough money, there's not enough time, there's not enough love, there's not enough food, water, compassion in the world, whatever there is that's good, there's just not enough. And that's what we believe, right? Like that—that that is kind of what we believe and how we talk about things. Um, and so that is a—that is a, a big barrier because if we believe that there is not enough, then. We think that we have to steal from others in order to have our, or, or not even necessarily that we have to steal from others, but that we don't want to be generous with others because there's not enough. So if I give mine to them, then what am I going to have, mm-hmm. right? But that, that's the thing because you should give with <laughs> gratitude and appreciation
2: rather than giving with the thought of I'm giving to you so I have less. Right. Or you're taking from me. Yes. Or I'm giving to you and then have the thought of, I'm giving it to you, but what are you going to do with the money so that you're not practicing the
1: law of allowing? Yes. Yes. That's a great example. (laughs) We didn't talk about that, but that's a great example. (laughs) Like so many people will talk about, you know. I do that. That's why. Yeah, we all have. We all have, right? Well, what are they going to do with that money? They're probably just going to spend it on something they don't need anyway. Well, really, is it any of your business? No, (laughs) it's totally not. (laughs) Um, And. And so that's, so I'm glad you brought that up because that gets at um, when we are talking about your root thought, like the feeling behind the thought that that you're emitting. One of the things the author asks in here because you know, he told, points out the, the two problematic ways of thinking about money, right? The ways that don't serve him. And so, i um, sorry, he points out, he says, you know, it's important to to note that you're unhappy about your money situation because you're unhappy about your money situation. Seems so simple. I know. He says you are what you think you are. It's a vicious circle when the thought is a negative one. You've got to find a way to break out of the circle. So much of your present experience is based on your previous thought, which leads to experience, which leads to thought, which leads to experience. This can produce constant joy when sponsoring thought is joyous. It can and does produce continual hell when the sponsoring thought is hellacious. The trick is to change the sponsoring thought. So, of course, the author says, "Well, how do I do that? Like, I think what I think. Like, I like I believe." Oh, I hear that. I believe what I believe. Like, I I've believed these things my whole life. It's not like I just woke up one day and believe this. Like, this is these are things that I've been learning my whole life. And how do I change the way that I believe yeah. the way that I, think. I believe it? So, yeah, it is. Now, now, for one, here's the thing with that though. If people are okay believing what they believe, in, they're never going to change the way they think anyway. Nope. Right. It's got to practice the law of Law of line. Law of line. But if people like this author was like, well, how do I? How am I supposed to change that? How do I change the thought that I have? If they really want to do it, then the advice that God gives is reversing the creative process. So the creative process is um, like your your thoughts become words become actions. Right? Like, you, all creation kind of starts with a thought, which mm-hmm. eventually manifests into words, which eventually manifests into action. And so, he says that the way to change a sponsoring thought is to reverse the creative process. So, rather than ha- starting with a thought, okay, start with action. So, Whoa. right. And so, basically, he, he goes through a story. Do it without thinking? Yes. Yes. Yes, do it before your mind kills the idea, because if you get caught in the if you get caught in the thought, your mind can talk you right into. it. Is that kind of
2: like? Is that kind of like?
1: I'm gonna work out. I'm
2: gonna work out. I'm gonna work out, and I'm only gonna work out so I can lose weight. But then when you don't see yourself losing weight, you stop going to the gym, where you should just or maybe you or never the, make it to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> right. We fight that urge every day. Yeah. So, whereas where you should, once again, you should detach yourself from the results of losing weight, and you should just go to the gym as a habit without that, yeah. even thinking I'm going to go to the gym to lose weight. You just go to the
1: gym, and you just do it rather than yeah. having the thought. I mean, prior. I think I think that could be a good example because, especially for people who find themselves like me, like I'm not a gym person. But if I found myself like thinking about going to gym, then I but it, I don't just pick up and go then I process all the reasons why I don't want to go or why I shouldn't go or why it's not going to work anyway. Like I go through, I get caught in this thing. But if you just take action without thinking, then you can reverse your thought process because if you go to the gym, instead of processing why you want to go or why you don't want to go, then you get to the gym, you have the experience, you feel better, your body feels and you get the reaction you're wanting. And so the next time it's going to be easier year ago. So, so yeah, I think that could be an example of that. The one that he uses in the book is this idea of it, it was actually an example of somebody on the corner, like, asking for money, you know, needing some money in this process of, like, reaching in your pocket to go in to give them money, but then all of a sudden you're, like, processing, do I give them the change or do I give them the dollars? But then you realize that the dollars, you only have like a $20 bill. You don't have any small bills, but so then what do I do? And by the time you've worked out what you're going to give them, you're already past the person. You can't yep. give them anything. Right. And so that, he, and so that's, that's the example they give. So rather than like in that situation, rather than doing all that processing and, and fumbling with the money and figuring out like just, Your first impulse, he says, you know. So reach
2: in your pocket pocket, and whatever you grab, just that's what you give the person.
1: Yeah. He he says, um, you know, act quickly when the opportunity arises. And if you do this often enough, your mind will soon get the idea. It will be your new thought. So it's like when you have the impulse, do it. And, you know, it makes sense because when we talk about the law of attraction, we need to talk about how the universe loves action, right? So the idea is when you get an idea or you get an impulse, do it. And, and usually it's an impulse. It's not an idea because if it's a thought, you get caught in your mind about it. Mm-hmm. But if it's an impulse, then you can actually take action on it. And, you know. um, so do you want to, it looks like we um, have a caller, and sometimes we can't tell if the calls are coming in just to listen to the show or if you're calling in because you want to talk to us. So we're going to go ahead and take the call from area code 770. And if you're just calling to listen, just let us know that, and we'll put you back in listen mode. You're on Call Me
2: Crazy with Jennifer and Kristen. What's your name and where are you from?
1: Oh, maybe they're just calling to listen. Okay, hey, cool. Jennifer, right? cool. I'm just calling to listen in. Hey! hey! Thank you. I thought I recognized the number. I tried looking and I'm like, 770, that looks like a George number. Awesome. Well, thank you yep. for listening in. We just check and see if anybody has a, a question or anything to say. So we'll put you back in listen mode and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks. Yep. Um, all righty. So, um, so yeah, so that was some really interesting um, pieces from the book conversations with God. And again, if you haven't read that book, totally highly recommend it. It sounds um I, I was kind of at first, I can't even remember, oh, I was trying to remember how I heard about Conversations with God, because I don't know that I would have picked it up by the title. Oh, I wouldn't have. Because I'm just, yeah, just haven't had good experiences with religion, and, and Conversations with God sounds like it could be a religious book, but it's not. I promise you, it's no, not. not at all. Um, and if you are into religion, it, it will speak to you as well, but it's not, for those of us who maybe have been spiritually victimized in any kind of way, it's not that kind of book. So definitely check that out. Um, And then the other book that I just listened to today, I was on the road a lot today and was in the car, and we have the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I'd like to read that.
2: Um,
1: Maybe you can give it to me on tape. Yeah, see if you bring it back. Yeah, Yeah. you can borrow it. Um, but it's one of those, that, again, that I think I need to listen to, like, uh, over and over. But it was really fascinating. Um, it's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It is written, I feel like it was published in, like, 1937 or something. Mm-hmm. So I was mentioning to Kristen earlier that the language is very um, kind of sexist. Gender-oriented. Yeah, gender-oriented. That's a good way to put it. Uh, it talks That's a lot good. about, you know, rich men and how men become rich and all of that. But um, But the... The uh, message. The message.
2: The same is the same as um, conversations with God, but yet the language is different, which is pretty interesting. Yes,
1: right. That's what we were talking about earlier. So, yeah, so that's the fascinating thing is that the information, both in conversations with God and in Think and Grow Rich and in some other sources that I've been reading, it's really fascinating to see that the themes and the messages that they're talking about are all the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. They just don't use the language of the law of attraction. So like if you've read The Secret or if you've watched The Secret or if you've read any of those books, you kind of get the language, of the law of attraction and, you know, what you think becomes things and, you know, what you think about you bring about like all of that language is very Mm -hmm. law of attraction, you know, that kind of thing. But if you read conversations with God, it's really fascinating because God talks about same kind of way, but with totally different language, Mm -hmm. but it talks about, you know, just again, like with this root thought of, um, you know, thinking about money and how you think about money and how if you think money is bad and you're good, then you can't attract money because they're different. Right. Or opposite. Exactly. Um, and so with, with Think and Grow Rich, he talks about one of the very first things mentioned on, in the introduction, actually, is about how people tend to focus their thoughts and their energy on avoiding poverty As opposed to becoming wealthy, which equates to what? Focusing on what you don't want. Yeah. Right? Which, again, looking at the language of the law of attraction, you get what you want or you get what you think about whether you want it or not. Right. And when you focus on avoiding poverty, essentially you're focused on poverty, you're focused on lack, you're focused on scarcity and the fear of becoming poor. And so that's the that's the signal you're sending out. That's what you're attracting in your life. But if you focus on becoming wealthy, then you start to think about life differently. You start mm-hmm. to look at what you oh, yeah. could have in your life and you start to attract yeah. from that. I think point. we're both, um, like very clear
2: cut examples of that. And, you know, you see your puzzles falling into peace. I mean, just last night, Linda, it's interesting. Will look at me and just be like, well, you've got it. Like, you're so happy like I can just tell by the way you speak like she was telling me last night pieces of the puzzle are falling into place for you Mm -hmm. over the last year you have a healthy relationship with me (laughs) you're working out you're trying to get healthy you're making more money it's just working what blows my mind is that you would think she would just do what I'm doing because she sees it falling into place for me but it goes back to law of allowing but yes, like I am just taking action setting my intentions setting my mind, yeah. focusing my energy on the abundance and, and growing my income month over month, and uh-huh. that's exactly what happens. Yeah. To the point where I won a dollar on a scratch-off this yes. year. I didn't even buy. But right. I didn't even buy. I won it at work through a game, right. and I won a dollar. So that's how I know that money is coming to yeah. me, even if it's just a dollar, and then I am valuing the dollar. Because even one of my bosses says, okay, well, now you have to make the decision. Do you reinvest? Or do you cash that ticket in because usually the house wins? I said, okay. oh, no, I'm going to cash that ticket in, and I've decided that I'm going to hold on to that dollar, put it in, like, my wallet, because they talk about that you should carry, like, oh a, a dollar, you should carry something with you as, like, a vision yeah. of how to increase
1: your, your income.
2: Yeah. So, yes, I'm going to carry the dollar with me, and it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to turn that dollar into like two, or I'm going to turn a yeah. dollar $1 into a hundred. I'm yeah. going to turn a dollar into a thousand. Absolutely, because we've got a wedding to pay for. Uh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that it was it was just one of those small things sure. that drove me and showed me that my income is increasing, and I am still valuing that dollar because I know it's going to bring me more.
1: Right. Well, and one of the other key pieces, and then we'll kind of wrap up because I know we're running low long time. But one of the other key pieces that they mentioned in Think and Grow Rich. And also in the, the Conversations with God that I just mentioned about you're unhappy about your money situation because you're unhappy about your money situation, right? It, in, that was in the Conversations with God book. And Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill talks about how the only thing, the one and only thing we have control over in this life is the power of our thoughts. Like that is the only thing we have full control over is what we decide to think about and how we decide to think about it. And so he goes through a list of the six fears that keep people from, from becoming rich for lack of a better way to put it. Um, And one of them is the fear of poverty. Mm -hmm. One of them is the fear of death. One of them is the fear, like there's six basic fears that people are fearful about. And he talks about the way to overcome those things, to overcome those fears is making a decision about how you think about them. So, you know, he talks about um, how to overcome the fear of poverty is to make a decision that you're going to be you're going to live life within your means, with what you have at the, within your moment. Like you're going to live life to your fullest as you can with what you have right now, and it's going to be okay. Right like, than focusing on the lack of right or worrying about it. Like yeah. like it, it, he literally talks about like it's about making a decision to be okay with it, making a decision to feel a particular way, and when you make a decision about how you're going to think about something, it really does help control your emotions. But part of it is that we let our emotions run us, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was in that place of fear about money, it wasn't about my brain because if my brain, if I had really kicked my brain into high gear, I could come up with a million ways for me to create some income, right? Like I'm a smart woman. I have a degree, right? (laughs) So I could easily have come up with that. But I was so caught up in the emotion of worrying and thinking I'm not good enough. So, and I don't I don't have any, Yeah, my, my my feelings kind of drove those thoughts and those actions, or lack of action. Um, so that's a really, really. I, I really again, I know it's a it's a dated book, but it is it has been Think and Grow Rich has been like a best selling book since then. Like it okay. had sold, it was crazy. He he talked about how many how many copies that he sold, and it it is one that's. I mean, there's some really key. um, Key things, and I think one of the biggest things is about, you know, we have the power to make a decision about what we're going to do, and and he also talks about the determination of it, of like being determined, so determined about a thing that you don't let go of it until it until it happens. And, and he talked about doing an interview with Thomas Edison and how Thomas Edison had had ten thousand failed, you know, um, attempts at the the incandescent light bulb, and how. Thomas Edison ultimately said I didn't have a choice but to succeed because I had already tried everything else that didn't work like and as we said I've often wondered why people don't just continue at it until you you know at some point eventually you're going to find everything that didn't work and that only leaves the thing that will and so it is very much the law of attraction because the law of attraction says if you focus on the thing you want long enough it must come into your experience mm-hmm. it must so again good getting back to this kind of how it's all tied together and it's a lot of all of the same concepts. He also talks a lot about the power of faith and how that has to be there in order to help that happen. Um, So that was a lot kind of packed into our 60 minutes. And I know I see the the clock like winding down. Um, So I guess with that, we'll kind of wrap up. I know we um, plugged earlier. We do have next week's show is going to be about living your best life, basically kind of living your, um, your purpose and the following week is going to be about the gong immersion sound therapy that we talked about when we first got started. So um, thanks so much for those of you who are tuning in live. Thank you for those of you who might be listening to our podcast later. Um, We would love to know what you think. If you have any feedback for us, visit our Facebook page and leave us a message, or I think you can also leave us a message on our um, Blog Talk radio page as well. But we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if you have ideas about topics you'd like to hear us talk about. Um, So thanks so much again for tuning in, and we look forward to being live with you again next week.